Bonananian. You should be able to ground that light green wire, all right? Well, you should jumper that to ground, and the fuel pump should run. There's a four sensor system, okay? The bottom two that you can't see, and you, they're really in a horrible, ugly place. And the top two, they're, well, they're not much better to get to either. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, start your engines and welcome aboard. Ron and Amy, the car doctor here at 855-560-9900. That's the phone number once again, 855-560-9900. Car doctor's 24-7 phone number. Give us a call and we can chat about your automobile and its problems. More information about this vehicle or about this radio show about your vehicle at cardoctorshow.com. Podcasting and all the uh, usual sorts of information you'd come to expect. Don't forget we're out on Facebook, Ron and Amy and the car doctor. And if you need me during the week, emails ron at cardoctorshow.com. Let's kick the garage doors open right away. Let's get in and talk to Phil, Glastonbury, Connecticut, 99 Dodge Ram, and some uh, some problems here. Yes, Phil, how can I help you? You're on with the car doctor. Hey, great. I'm glad to talk to you. Um, here's what I got go. Here's what I got going on. Um, I was kind of. I've had a few issues with the truck. Um, it was having a problem where I would come go somewhere um, after the engine warmed up, and then it would sit for half hour an hour and then wouldn't wouldn't start it would crank but no fire no start okay um had a had an engine code p0336 um for the crankshaft position sensor right this um, is a, this, this is what this is a diesel this is a diesel or gas phil it, it's a diesel engine. okay go ahead and um basically you know i did a lot of research trying to figure out what might be causing the problem i because it was also having an issue where the lift pump wasn't coming on at the times that it would crank and not start. Because um, I can hear the lift pump, it's you know it's loud enough to hear on right. its own. Um, but anyway, what I came to was found a lot of people that had the same problem, changed the crankshaft position sensor, and that solved it. Um, so I'm in the middle of the repair. I took the starter out so I could get to that to that sensor. Um, it has a 10 millimeter hex head bolt that holds it into the engine block there. Right. The metal mounting bracket. Right. I have rounded off that bolt. Wow. I'm trying to get it off of there. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um was it was it heavily so that, that's the he- real problem that I'm at right now. Yeah. He- heavily right heavily rusted. Uh, it doesn't really no, not really. It's it's real greasy if anything, you know, there's all sorts of Oil and grime around my engine block. What 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 kind of access do you have to it? Could you get could you get an exhaust cutoff tool up there and cut a slot in it, and and make it into like a straight blade screwdriver slot? Hmm. Um. Or maybe. Or or I mean I'm sure you've gone the route of you know trying to cross between the something metric and the something standard thread and try to. Uh, you know, the next size down socket and a standard thread um, or whatever it's kind of rounded itself off to, whether it's seven sixteenths, three eighths, or something smaller, um, 
you know, uh, have you tried that? Have you tried finding a socket that's just a little tighter and pounding it on and seeing if you can break it loose? I haven't. That might be a, a good you know? way to try. And just as a suggestion, mm-hmm. if, if you get something to fit, just try snugging it a little bit. Just give it a little, you know, in the wrong direction just to try and break the tension loose and then try spinning mm-hmm. it out. Try going back the other way okay. and, and spinning it out. Mm-hmm. You know, they've also there are also some what what I believe they're called turbo sockets, which is a socket with little teeth in it that you know they've got these these fluted teeth, fluted. It's it's like a reverse twist drill, but in a socket form, so to speak, that will grab the shoulders of the rounded bolt and walk it out that way. Uh, I'm sure they're available any any tool truck or any tool store. You know, those work well. And then, you know, the last digit, if, if, if I've got it where I can't get anything to grip at all and I'm in a real tight spot, what else can I make that into? My fail-safe is I will try to take um, either a file, a hacksaw blade, something, and cut a slot in the bolt or in the rounded stub, whatever I'm dealing with at this point. Just cut a slot in it and, you know, can I get a, you know, match it to the size of a good-sized screwdriver and, you know, drive it out that way and you know break it loose okay. with that um, one last thought mm-hmm. if you do make it into a screwdriver and you're you're kind of running out of options do you know what an impact driver is a handheld impact driver mm-hmm. yeah um you know like we we use to take set screws off of brake rotors uh you know if, if you can put a straight bit socket in that handheld impact driver and give it a pop with a hammer it'll give it enough of a shock that you know as you pop it in um, it'll it'll push the head of that in, and you know it'll give it an automatic twist on the cam mechanism of the impact driver, and that might break it loose as well. So you know, I I, I, I just think for whatever reason the, the head of the bolt is weathered or rounded off, and as you say, it's 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 so oily and greasy. It sounds like it's pre lubricated, and it it shouldn't really be an issue. Um, uh, you know, but that's that's how I would approach it. And yeah, you're right. It's 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 likely. A crank sensor. There was a way to check it. Um, I think it was something on the orders of, uh, um, uh, you know, using a scope or you're looking at pulse signal. But uh, a, a lot of cases, yeah, I it's, don't have a scope. Yeah. Sure. I don't know anyone that does. Yeah, it's crank. It's crank sensor or it's uh, it's wiring. So just verify that as well, and um, you mm-hmm. should be okay. But those are my tips. That's what I would do if we were in the shop. That's what I'd be having a conversation about. All right, sir. Okay. All right. Listen, yeah. if, if you if you really get in a jam, take a picture of what you're working on, and shoot mm-hmm. me an email, and uh, I'll see if I got any other thoughts. But I would I would not hesitate to you know maybe go out and buy a set of turbo sockets. They're cheap enough, and they'll help you out somewhere down the road. And it's just going to be a three eighths drive, so it'll fit whatever ratchet or extension you got. Right. Okay. okay. So that's it. All right, yep. Phil. Good luck to you, babe. All right, yeah, right. thanks a million. You're very welcome. Good luck. Let's get over and talk to Barry, Citrusites, California, OA Chrysler, and uh, some problems here with the 4 Barry, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Hi, thank you so much for taking my call, Mr. You're welcome, car sir. doctor. Yes, sir. What's going on? Um, I guess you got some of the information. Yeah, it's a 4.0 liter motor. Right. What, and like, and what, we, body, what body style is this in? It's, it's the big uh, limited edition, the three seats with every bell and whistle. looks like a spaceship in there. Okay. Okay, um, uh, the three. This is a th- this is a three hundred C, a three hundred limited. No, it's it's a four point liter motor. Okay, what model Chrysler is this though? Um, it's the limited edition. 
Town, oh, I'm pardon me, town and country, limited right. edition. It's, it's a van. Okay, right. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Sorry about okay. that. That's okay. Um, you know, because they, they change a little bit from model to model. And, and we're, yes, de- we're dealing with a what? It dies at idle? What you do, you start it up, and you get going to about 28 miles an hour, and it starts surging. And then after you go a little f- further, then it wants it wants to die. It'll die on a cur- curve, and I thought that's what it was. But then it starts dying on the uh, straightaway. Okay. And uh, like we said, we've changed the uh, fuel pump, like you meant the cam sensor, the crank sensor, the O2. I mean, the, everything's been changed on it, but um, and it throws no codes whatsoever. All right. So, has anybody have you have you been able to hook up a scan tool and take it for a ride when it dies? Oh, yes, sir. I, what I, I took it to the Chrysler garage in Roseau, California, which is uh, east from me, about fifteen miles. Right. And they, they, the guy put it on a scope, and it went through all the checks and showed nothing. Everything was in order on that uh, scanning. I bet you this car. I bet it sounds like this car is shutting down the CAN bus. You know, when he scans this for fault codes, do you know is he looking at just the PCM side, or is he doing a full vehicle scan for fault codes? Well, you know, um, I can't really tell you that. Um, he said he did it. He did a full scan on it. Is the words that came back to me right. that he took it through. Every, he had it for like forty-five minutes. He went through every procedure, and everything came up green. But the, the procedure you're talking about, he never mentioned to me. Okay, because I'm I'm questioning, and let me ask you this: What made him decide to put a fuel pump in it? Are we throwing? It sounds like we're throwing darts. Well, yeah. <laughs> amen to that, my right? friend. That's exact. We threw a lot of darts, four darts, and missed with all of them. Right. Sounds like sounds like we spent fifteen hundred to two grand, and we're still throwing darts at the board. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just I'm sitting here thinking. I'll tell you what. I got to pull over and take a pause. Uh, Barry, don't go anywhere. Let me let me come back you to you bet. with this. Let me let me recover my breath here because this is like, whew. Um, <laughs> um, let me let me do that. Let me pull over, take a pause. Barry, I'll be right back. Everybody else, I'll be right back. I'm running any of the car doctor. Don't go away. Welcome back. We're on the car doctor, 855-560-9900. We're on the phone with Barry from Citrus Heights, California. Barry, you're still there, sir. Yes, sir, I am. So, so patiently for you. <laughs> regarding your 08 Chrysler Town and Country with a 4.0 and the intermittent stalling and cutting out 28, 30 miles an hour. So at this point, they've done they've done a fuel pump. They did a crank, a cam sensor. What else have they put in the car? Uh, that's just those four, the, the fuel pump, cam, crank, and the the, uh, the, uh, oh, the the other sensor, throttle presenting sensor, yes. Okay. And, and that, well, that, did they put a throttle ahead. position sensor or they put a throttle body on it? No, just the sensor. The throttle body is not. And that's one thing I thought about, too, doctor, was maybe it might be that throttle body. I've come across that before. Well, but where's the diagnosis here? I'm not, you know, did they charge you a formal diagnosis or was this 45 minutes of code scanning? And they said, we can't find anything wrong. We're going to start throwing darts at it. And, and that's, yeah, they uh, they charged me $160 at the Chrysler dealer, and they gave me, I said, you're going to charge me for giving me no answer, and so on and so forth. And they said, well, you know, that's it. And I said, where's your scan report? I mean, you've got something you can show me. And uh, they, they said no. And uh, so I left there with uh, throwing darts at it. So who did the fuel pump, cam crank, and the rest of it? Uh, I got a I got a, uh, a mechanic here in uh, uh, Rothen, California, 
and uh, we, you know, went went about it like that. And okay. uh, I and it was my idea. I mean, we talked it over, and we said, well, maybe the last thing we put in here, and that was just a week ago, was the the, uh, the fuel pump. All right. So here's and the we started here's, with the cheapest and went to the expensive sir. Here's here's the deal, babe. All right, you you've got to forget what you've done because it sounds like what you've done is all wrong. All right. Yes. Whether whether it be the Chrysler guy, the independent guy, and everybody in between, I don't want to beat anybody up. But sometimes in a diagnosis, if you can't prove what's wrong, you've got to prove what's right. All right. You've got to eliminate the obvious. You got to make an argument for it. And I'll sit there myself and say, okay, it's going to be X. How do I prove it? How do I prove it's X? How can I be sure it's X? And if it's not X, where would I look next? When I'm dealing with a hardcore diagnosis like this, I go through this each and every time. It takes time. There's no quick answers. For example, all right, this is a Chrysler. Chrysler PCMs, it's a known fact. They've got a lot of problems. And I'm not saying it's a PCM, Barry. Let me preface this conversation right off the bat. I'm not saying it is a bad PCM. But Chrysler PCMs, for example, have have known issues with intermittent open or stuck-closed transistor drivers for, for the throttle control. That'll make that car cut out, shut off, stall. You'll you'll think you'll think all day long that you know it's it's one of the other four things you've changed or something else and it's a PCM problem that happens so fast that it's it's very difficult to diagnose. And the only way to prove that it's that would be to to, to diagnose against everything else. And sometimes you have to sit there and hook up a lab scope, go down the road, watch watch the cam and the crank lab sensors scope. on the scope, and see what's going on. And, you know, when the car cuts out, what what, what the cam and the crank sensor do? You know, how did, how did they misbehave? Did they misbehave? Did the PCM lose power and ground? Is it something related to the flex of the wiring harness? Is something pulling on it, the load of the engine pulling on a part of the harness that's created a break in the harness that's that's possibly causing the vehicle to shut off? Let me ask you this. Is the car, you, you've owned the car since new? No, I, I just had it a year, and I must tell you, I took a trip up to Utah with 2,200 miles on it, and it ran great. I mean, okay. it, it, so now we got these situations going on. So. Any, any, to your knowledge, to your knowledge, has the car ever been in an accident? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. We, we I had that all proved out. Of course, you never know. I mean, to the dealer, and then I pulled up the license and all the previous owners. If it had been in any accident, and it showed nothing like that. Right. Sir. I mean, you wanna you wanna just double check that, and then then my other thought is, do you have a factory radio in this car, or is it an aftermarket radio? No, it, it's a fa- <laughs> it's a factory uh, radio. Yes, okay. Sir. And the reason I asked that question is because. Cars today and Chrysler especially, everything there is a controlled area network. You ever you ever have a bad computer pull down the network? And, oh yes, yeah, uh, and, many times. Yeah, sir. and you know what? And it seems like a lot of problems with radios and vehicles today, and they're not the only ones that you'll see this with. But you'll see problems where radios, for example, or I've had I've had Chryslers where power seats stop working. You unplug the module that controls the power seat, count to 10, plug it back in. It's a reboot. It's a dead boot. Problem goes away, and it never happens again. I Chrysler just has some really neat, interesting little electrical gremlins. So the way I'm going to tell you this has to get diagnosed, all right, is okay. the, the, the first thing I want you to do is repeat the problem. 
I'd like somebody to go in, scan it for fault codes, and do a complete vehicle scan. Every module in the vehicle. Write down complete. everything. Complete. I want, you know, if there's if there's 38 modules on this vehicle, I want it to look at every module. All right? All right. The, the, okay. A complete scan. A complete I'm, scan. I'm just, I'm, yeah. Okay, I'm just repeating, sir. I'm getting a complete scan of all the modules that are on this car. If there's 20 or 30 of them, all of them. Right, all of them. Then I want you to then I want you to erase all the fault codes and erase go all the, and go and go drive codes. it again. And listen, I'll tell you what, Barry, if you want, you can actually get this section of the podcast. This will be hour two today. You can actually go to the website, cardoctorshow.com, download the podcast. You're coming up around a quarter past the hour. Uh, that's where okay. you started. You can actually listen to this whole conversation over and over again. So let me let me well, tell you let me tell you what to do, and then you go back and listen to the podcast. You'll get more out of it. So I want you to go through, scan all the modules, all right? Write everything down, print it out, however your scan tool works. Clear the codes. Clear the codes, take it for a ride, repeat the problem, okay? Scan it again. What came back? That will at least give you a direction. If no fault codes existed before and no fault codes exist after, and this vehicle legitimately goes into a cutout situation, all right, just to end the argument, I want you to clean the throttle body, all right? Chrysler throttle bodies, Chrysler drive-by-wire. Let me tell you how unique Chrysler drive-by-wire is. Chrysler drive-by-wire, if it has a fault in the electronic throttle control on a Chrysler, and other cars do this, but Chrysler seems to be real good at it, the car won't start. It's not that it'll crank over and not fire. It won't even crank. They disable the they disable the start command to prevent the vehicle from firing up. Whether that existed in 08, I'd have to reference a diagram to be sure, but it's always a good idea. Start with a clean throttle body on this car. Make sure the plate moves free and easy. Okay? Then take it for a ride. Get the problem to repeat. Still no codes. Now I want to scope cam and crank sensors. What am I losing? I want to look at charging system voltage while this happens. I want to look at the scan tool and look at some of the variable parameters like fuel trim. Write them down. And then when the problem reoccurs, did they reset or are they back where they were? In other words, is the PCM going into a lost limp mode like it's losing its mind and starting over again? Or is it retaining it? you got some work cut out for you, Barry. Do that. Call me back. Let me know what happens. I'm kind of curious. We'll get this fixed yet. I'm Ron and Andy, the car doctor, coming back right after this. Ron and Andy, the car doctor, 855-560-9900, cardoctorshow.com for more information. Um, I, I just want to mention this. I was thinking about Barry from California, and I've got to make a comment with regard to how that diagnosis went down. That was probably a classic example of how not to diagnose something. All right, $160 and no printout. We call it print and post. In the shop, we talk about killing trees. Unfortunately, we, if you're a tree hugger, I'm not your guy, all right, because we print a lot in the shop. And, you know, every diagnosis I've ever done, I print as much information as I possibly can for two reasons. One, to prove I actually did something. And it also helps in explaining it at the counter. So if you're paying for a diagnosis, look, you go to the doctor, he'll give you some kind of a written diagnosis, right? They'll give you x-rays in some cases. Well, not so much anymore, but you can demand them. But they give you all your medical history in some form, digitally or otherwise, to take home. Same's true with a car today. 
if you're paying for a diagnosis, if you're getting a diagnosis, whether you're paying for it or not, actually, you've got to get something in writing. What did you do? And I'll say it like this. This year, I purchased a scan device, you know, a desktop scanner, so I can now scan the diagnosis right to Google Drive. And I've got folders set up, Ford Diagnostics, GM Diagnostics, Chrysler, and so on. I'm building my own database. I'll drop it in, hit the shortcut key, and then I shred it. And then I've always got it to fall back to, and then I'll go back later on, and I'll reference the file and say, uh, you know, 08 Chrysler cutting out an idle problem, and I've got a database that I'm building. You've got to print the material. You've got to have a record of what you did because you're not going to remember. Barry's not going to remember what he did at the beginning of this uh, diagnosis till the end of it. And neither will you and neither will your mechanic. Um, you know, there's always there's always a reason to print uh, for the mechanic to help retain the information for you, the consumer, for proof of what happened. Because you print it today, you're on the East Coast, you move to the West Coast, in two weeks, a month later, the same problem happens. How are you going to prove out what was done? You can't. And if you've got it in writing, you sure can. So uh, just something to think about. Don't pay for a diagnosis without a printout. I think that's wrong. I think that's um, I think that's a license to steal money. Let's get over and talk to Sam Portland. Is that uh, where is that Portland, Michigan? Is that where we right. are? Yep. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, what is that? 05 PT Cruiser. How can I help you? Well, uh, the car quit on me. Okay. And then uh and then it would start. Uh and I'd drive it a little ways and it quit again. So I of course took it to the mechanic and uh he couldn't get it to quit. He okay. had it a week. He kept trying, trying it wouldn't quit. So I bring it home, it quits. Of course. So anyway, uh I took it to another mechanic and he did a lot of testing for uh on the uh, connections and everything. And uh, finally, you got down to the point where we thought it was a computer. Right. Pulled the computer, sent it in to get it uh, uh, reprogrammed. They said it was a computer. It was no good. So we got another computer, put it in, and it ran really good for like 15 minutes. So then we, we really attached it, he did, to the, to the car. And it ran, you know, another 10 minutes or so, and then it quit again. Well, wait a minute. I don't, yeah. I don't understand something. You, you you got a replacement computer. Yeah. And they, you, you put it in the car. Right. And it ran for 15 minutes. Right. And and then you did and what? Then, well, well, then he, then if he, if he unplug it. Right. And plug it back in, it would start again and run for a little bit. But then we had this really foul smell. I don't know. Uh, we couldn't figure out what that was. Okay. But uh, anyway, so... That's the status right now. I, uh, you know, I'm at a loss to what to do because if I if I try to get a another computer from Chrysler, it's going to cost me like fifteen hundred dollars, and the car's not worth that. Right, because it's 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 not a it's not a turbo or this is a turbo car, right? It is a turbo. So a turbo. so we're going on the assumption, which is a dangerous word, but we all wear a big boy pants here on the car doctor. Um, this is a dangerous yeah. word, but it, we're going on the assumption that this is a PCM, and the reman PCM that you got maybe is no good. Is that what we're talking about here? Is that, I think so. Is yeah. that what the mechanic's thinking? So yeah. if if we're going on that assumption, so you've got to find a used PCM that you know won't break the bank, basically. Okay. All right. Okay. There's a place in Pennsylvania. I got to think of their name now. Wait a minute. Used ECMs. Dot com yeah. used pcms.com they're in eastern pa 
Um, let me put it this way. The shop's in northern in northern Jersey, and they're about two hours from me. So if you look at a map <laughs> and go west of Waldwick, um, they're somewhere <laughs> in that neck of the woods. All right? Okay. Um, I think it's used PCM, the used DCMs. They've actually got a website. And you can, you know, plug in your computer part number. You'll have a part number on your computer. Right. And right. they're pretty good. Um, I, I, don't okay. buy, I don't buy a lot of used DCMs, but every once in a while I've got somebody on a short budget. Nothing to be ashamed of. It just it is what it is. It's, I get the point. Right. And sometimes, right. I've got, sometimes I've got older cars where the ECM is obsolete. I can't get yeah. it anymore. Um, well, that's, that's kind of what's happened here. Yeah. Right? But, and, and, but they had this place I went. Uh, had one, the same numbers and everything. Right. Uh, and so, you know, we had, of course, figured it was going to work. Right. So and I would... It, and it did would, temporarily. Yeah, I would I would call up and talk to them. I'll tell you what, okay. it, it, it's 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 amazing. And if you can't find it, email me, ron at cardoctorshow.com. And when I, get okay. it, when I get it on Monday, there's a magnet sitting on the file cabinet, you know, every once in a while. Um, I, I, I remember seeing it there. It's uh, every once in a while I need it. But um, okay. I'll, I'll, I can surely give you the information that way. But I think it's used DCMs or used PCMs. It's a pretty simple, generic okay. name. Um, been using them for the better part of fifteen years, and um, oh, okay. I think I had one situation where I think it was a Ford Grand Marquis PCM where I had to get two, and they, they'll work with you. They were they were good people. Okay. They worked. Okay. Um, haven't talked to them in a while. Uh, for all I know, they're out of business. It's been probably a year since I've used them. Um, not to put it, not to put a damper on it, but um, right, right. You know, it's no, I'll, it's, it's, I'll check. it's yeah. Well, check this it company, the, the 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 company that I I, I got the one from, uh, you know, uh, all, everything I read about them, they were really reliable. It has a one year uh, warranty, so I'm I'm sure I can send it back. Well, why don't you send uh, it back and see if they've got another one? That's what I'm going to do. You know, but I just wondered if you had, might have had some other. You know, the the thing that really struck me was that the smell, right? That all of a sudden appeared, and I wondered if if there was something unique about that. Well, do you have the old ECM yet, or you had to send it back? No, no, I have it. Okay, so if you plug that one in, and the car runs different, and that that is another uh, way to look at try it. That. Yeah, if you plug the old ECM back in, and the car runs totally different, you've yeah. just you've just proven. That the new ECM is bad because it's uh, okay. something changed. Okay. All right. Okay. You know what's different. Right. Uh, you know here's right. the here's here's the great parameter here. Here's the or here's the here's the great equalizer. You're 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 mm-hmm. dealing with unknowns because I don't care who remanufactures it. I've always felt this way. I've never I I just unless it's at engineering level, I don't think any aftermarket computer rebuilder anybody even use DCMs. All right, and I, I understand they rebuilt some of their stuff. I don't think they can right. test it the way the factory assembled it. I just don't think okay. because they don't have the dollars, they don't have the engineering well, you know, for it. And and you know the interesting thing when we the the one that we took out, it was all it was a a, a used one. Right. So it must have been replaced, you know, before I bought the car. Right. It's yeah. It's you so, know it's, okay. Yeah. Now now the only other alternative is because it's a two four turbo. You know, it's a little bit of a yeah. hot rod. You just wonder, yeah. does, it, does anybody make a performance computer for it? Does anybody do a computer from scratch? And, oh, I don't know. You know, and maybe that's, you know, so, but okay. but, but one step at a time. All right. Let's, All uh, right. let's see All what right. else happens. Let's, let's try swapping the computers back and forth and seeing if that changes the way we'll it goes. And if it we'll doesn't do and the car runs the same, then call me back yeah. and we'll diagnose it together. All right. That's my promise. So, all right, you do that and uh, we'll go from there. Good deal. 
All right, sir. You take good care. I'm running Annie the Car Doctor, and I'll be back right after this. Hey, welcome back. Ron and Annie, the car doctor, 855-560-9900. Let's get over and talk to Tom Banger, Maine. Tom, how are you today, sir? What's going on? Oh, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. What's cooking? How cold is it up there today? It's got to be. It's, it's bone-chilling cold here in New Jersey, so i got to uh, think in we, Maine it's, you know. Oh. No, it's it's actually pushing 36, 38 right now. It's oh. not too bad. Yeah, for you guys, that's like a heat wave. For, for, well, New, for New Jersey, that's like, yeah. you know, don't leave the house. So. <laughs> Um, what's going on? Well, I, I, uh, I'm inquiring about, uh, I have an 09 JK Wrangler with a V6. Um, and I was, uh, going to put a cold air intake, probably the K&N system there. Yep. But, uh, I, I had a quick question before I went and did it. And that is, um, this thing is used, um, in fairly rugged country in the dead of winter. Sometimes, you know, seeing, 35 below, uh, a lot of snow, and I, you know, I understand the basic principles of, of you know, feeding, feeding that engine a lot more air, and I just, you know, it's got 165,000 miles on it, and and uh, the combination of the miles and the, and the incredibly cold air feeding that engine, I didn't know if there were any drawbacks to, to going to a system like that. I don't see any drawbacks to it, but one of the things I've always gotten concerned with, and, and the fact that we can now look at it is, I like looking at it through a tuner. I would tell you do the cold air intake, but also consider putting a tuner on it, because then at least you can modify and make the changes right from the seat, and you can also see what's going on, and you'll actually be able to see the differences that cold air intake system is making, and then adjust accordingly. So, sure. you, you know, it's it's sort of like, you know, in the old days, were you a, were you a high school hot rodder? Tom? Um, well, I drove some rough old pickup trucks, but they usually had like a 460 in there. Right, so, yeah, so yeah. you qualify, man. You, you know, it's like you never you never did just headers, right? It always started yeah. as headers, and then it became full exhaust, and then it became an intake, and then, it, you know, so, you know, cold air intakes, I get these questions all the time. They're great. The K&N system, great system. Have one on, have two on uh, two, two family vehicles. Have one on my plow truck, for crying out loud. You know, I got a plow truck with a K&N on it. Not that that's so unusual, but, you know, it's a great system. It added a lot of bottom end. It added some more, it added some better off idle response. But the flat out biggest change I saw in the plow truck was when I put a tuner on it. I've got a, I've got a, um, in tune, uh, you know, from Diablo Sport. Uh, the Intune i2, and um, it, it just made a heck of a difference in the fact that I can sit there and, and, you know, adjust what I want to adjust and change what I want to change. Just, you know, it just, it, it's it's better. I'm actually able to tune what's coming in and what's going out. So just and, just something to think about. Does that combination uh, decrease engine life at all or anything like that as far as, um, you know, on paper? No, not in paper, not no. on my mind. And, and, you know, somebody else asked me this question on Facebook the other day. They uh, they said that, you know, their question was about, you know, manufacturer's warranty. To my knowledge, it does not. All right. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think that the concern is, and, and I will say this, the folks at Diablo Sport will tell you where the line is between emissions warranty and manufacturer's warranty and, you know, legal, illegal, and that stuff. They're very careful sure. about that because it's yeah. it's obviously a big issue. Yeah. Uh, to, to be honest, to be honest, I'm not too awful worried about the warranty issue where it has so many miles and, right. and the emissions. Yeah. The emissions are fairly loose and fast here in Maine. It's it's more of a case of, you know, I want this thing to 
to last me as long as possible. And right. I'd, I'd keep it, you know, I'd keep everything factory on the engine side of things if I, if I was, you know, thinking that that would be an issue. But if, it, if it's not, I'd certainly like to get a little bit of extra, you know, power. And right. Yeah. I, I, you know what, I wouldn't put it on a vehicle if I thought it was going to shorten the life because even the plow truck at 32,000 miles, I'd still worry about it on the other end. I don't, I don't want to abuse anything. Um, I, I okay. think I think in the case of what I've seen from the plow truck in particular, I think it's helping extend engine life because in my mind it's 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 such a smoother transition free operation in the way it operates, pick up, you know, stop sign, pull away, uh, more okay. it feel it feels gutsier. Um, you know, I'm making better use of what the factory didn't allow me to do because of the way the engine is now tuned. Uh, you know, think of it like this: back in the old days, if you jetted a Holley carburetor, did it shorten engine life? No, right? No, no, it, it, actually, no, it, it, it made it run more efficient. The only thing that yep. shortened engine life was your foot on the gas pedal, which, you know, I can't control that. <laughs> I can't no, control that. No. So. Well, I pull, you know, I pull a boat with it, and I use it a little bit aggressively as far as considering that it is a Jeep really not so made for pulling and things right. like that. So, so in, in Diablo, uh, that's a, that's a company that, uh, it's worth taking a peek at yep. then for, what, yeah, okay. yeah you, you can find more at their website, diablosport.com. All right, sir. Diablosport.com. Good deal, Tom. You take good care. Have a good rest of the weekend. I'm Ron and the car doctor. I'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Let's do a couple of quick pieces of uh, in-house mail here. Uh, we just got some information. A caller called up about the guy with the PT Cruiser. He said, try Module Masters, ModuleMasters.com. That's right. I remember Module Masters. We haven't used them in a long, long time. Um, I don't know why, but uh, nothing bad to say about them. ModuleMasters.com. He says they rebuild modules, computers included, and the caller has had good luck with them. So uh, we appreciate that uh, for the gentleman with the PT Cruiser. And actually, um, uh, who else did we get a call from this hour? No, I'm thinking of somebody else with a with a PCM. No, we didn't actually prove that PCM was bad. But, yeah, ModuleMasters.com. Um, another caller wrote in and said they had a question about tires, and they wanted, do I really use General Tires? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we use General Tires all the time. As a matter of fact, we just put a set of four General Tires on Tom's, Tom Ray's uh, Ford Escape, and he loves him. He's having a great time with him. He's getting around in the snow, or he's anticipating getting around in the snow and good traction, and um, uh, he knows that it's a good tire and General Tire. More information there at GeneralTire.com. I like them. I've got them on the Ford Ranger. They're wearing well. They they seem to be a tire that takes on their own personality, depending upon the load, depending upon how I'm using them, and um, I'm very happy with them. Tom? Hey, they're already working uh, really well on wet grass and mud. Yeah. So it's, you know, and Tom goes out. Tom, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're out in the fields in the transmitter sites um, servicing radio stations. And in the, sometimes in the middle of nowhere, I'm up on top of uh, mountains, I'm uh, in swamps, the right. whole bit. And, and this one I had this week, uh, you know, the grass was wet, it wasn't really swampy, but there was mud in areas, and I just, this is the first time with that car, with the tires on it, I've just never had a concern about, gee, am I going to get out of here? And and then when you're back out on the highway, they're nice and quiet, and they give you good wet road traction. Oh, it's great. I've been able to turn the radio down. Uh, there you go, generaltire.com. And then the last caller wants to know, we made a comment before about wiper blades. Yeah, I like Bosch icons. Bosch icons are a great wiper blade, all right? Um, if you're looking for the best, I think it's an icon. Um, they, they, I'll be honest, they're a little expensive, okay, from a price point, but they last longer. So when you weigh out how much longer they seem they last, you know, the price goes down. They're, 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 they don't seem to be that expensive anymore. So, um, you know, Bosch icons, you can find more information about Bosch wiper blades, as well as the entire line of Bosch Auto Parts at BoschAutoParts.com. I believe that's the website, BoschAutoParts.com. We use Bosch product in the shop all day long. Hey, I'm looking up. I got 
gotta go. I can hear the music. I'm Ron and Annie in the Car Doctor reminding you once again, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. 